Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is July 28th, 2021. This is your Fightful post-AEW Dynamite Fight for the Fallen review. My voice is still out, but fortunately, I've got two uh, semi-capable co-hosts. Uh, the uh, you know, and as far as covering wrestling go, we got Robert DeFelice. Robert, you hosted the post SmackDown show with none other than Sugar Dunkerton on Friday. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good after that show. That show is a lot better than the one I had to cover to host the podcast. I'm very excited tonight, Sean. Well, we got Alex Pawlowski. He hosts the Sour Graps reviews of Raw and SmackDown over on Fightful Select and. You know, I've I've got this voice issue, so I'm trying to limit my podcast this week. So Alex will actually be doing a Q&A. I told him really whenever he wants to film it. You can get your questions in now over at FightfulSelect.com. And uh, unless you've heard Alex go in-depth on like like characters and stories and intricacies like that, you don't know what you're missing. Alex, how are you? I'm, I'm good. You know, uh, really, I'm more of a singles podcaster, but... <laughs> I thought I'd try my hand the trios division to give you a a, a handout, you know, a, a leg up on this. When you're when you're down, you got to help your your buddies out, and that's that's I'm, what I'm, I like to do. I'm Bill Eady right now. I'm Demolition Axe, and you're yeah. Crush, and you got to yeah. come fill in for me. That's true because I'm, I'm not working. And also, we're wearing our S and M gear yes, right now yeah, too. Of course. So yeah. So uh, AEW Dynamite, my God, guys! Uh, if you missed it, I have an interview with Eric Bischoff in which MJF did a run in. Uh, that went up this week, and we had the list in your boy this afternoon. The distraction on Thursday afternoon. Make sure you guys check that out. But uh, holy crap, you want to talk about a way to kick off AEW Dynamite Fight for the Fallen? Jesus Christ, Alex. First off, just these entrances. I mean, just, just take the entrances. Just mm-hmm. take the way they introduced Adam Page in the Dark Order with a damn short film. That was done with like with like artistic, where it was like all the members of Dark Order standing in some barn somewhere with a light shining on them, like ostensibly the sunlight, and all their shadows had cowboy hats, even though they themselves were not wearing cowboy hats. And I was like, "That's a cute, cute trick." But then one of them started nodding, and the cowboy hat shadow nodded in time. I was like, "That's cool. That's some good stuff." And they all come out. They've all they all get to come out, and they're all standing there in a line. Then Adam Page comes out uh, wearing wearing the bandana they all throw up the the, the signal they go down to the ring i'm like well that that was pretty amazing and then the elite come out being introduced as the starting five 
for your elite. And and they they all were in Tune Squad, Elite Squad uniforms. The Warner like, Media crossover. The Warner and Media they, crossover. They, they, they did had, an honest to God read for it too. They did an honest to God read for it. They had Omega and the Bucks doing dribbling exhibitions, some better than others. And they what did it? They bring out an actual hoop so they could practice dunking on an eight foot rim. This was like the like talk about kicking off a show. Like I don't know if there was a better like just if you're just talking about entrances, a better way to start an episode of any broadcast television wrestling show that I've ever seen. Like I was so pumped for this for this ten man tag. After that, my God, even more. And I had a couple people say, and I want to address this criticism. Well, aren't they supposed to be serious? I, I don't care. I man, I watched James Tahuna in the UFC come out in a suit doing a choreographed men in black dance. And then he beat somebody's ass afterwards. Uh, I've seen it happen for years and years and years. Like sometimes this stuff is just, it's just fun, Robert. And I don't know who the hell thinks that the elite was ever meant to be serious. The only reason you like these guys is because they constantly knock the seriousness of the industry this entrance segment was way better than Space Jam and New Legacy could ever be. Oh, was, I liked it. How dare you? I mean, it, it was, was a great awful, entrance. Sean. You're just you're, you're wrong, but that's okay. Wow. This entrance was great. Let's and- just go ahead and mute Robert right there. I'd rather talk in a raspy voice. And meanwhile, meanwhile, uh, Robert is getting hit on in the in the chat, quite frankly. Uh, let me let me find out where this is. Great show, not wrestling related, but if Robert grew out his hair and got a perm, my boy be looking scrumptious. <laughs> you'd look like a member. You'd look like a member of Prince of the Revolution. <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> you'd be all game blouses. Yeah. Oh man, Rafael Garcia said they had a legit layup line going, and they lost it. Alex, your basketball guy, worth yeah. noting. They went four for four from the field until that air ball. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, I I thought this was so – because it's the – the elite has never been portrayed as super serious. They are in the ring. Like, they, they also goof around in the ring, but they're, they also are killers. So they, they, they can coast and goof off because they know all they got to do is flip a switch and they'll, and they'll win the match. That's, that's the way they've always been. But there have always been goofs off screen and the thing is like i i love comedy and wrestling if it's smart and also stupid in the exact right proportion because that's what makes that kind of comedy work it's smart to like hey we're we're in north carolina you know jordan we're gonna we're gonna do we're we're, we're gonna have the introductions we're gonna come out we're gonna work like but then let's add something stupid to that interesting idea and that's what they did and i'm i'm a huge fan of that kind of comedy in wrestling if it's done right and this was done impeccably and the match was exceptional robert we see the eliminations and it uh i I gotta say Stu grayson showed out tonight uh unfortunately some of his brains almost showed out when he missed that dive man i was gonna say the elite did not show out in catching him robert yeah they did not nobody caught him that seemed to be the major talking point of the early match. But outside of that, he came to play. Uh, they did it exactly as we've been talking about for weeks. It ended up with the Elite 
John Silver and Hangman, and everybody played their role perfectly. Uh, Kenny, quite frankly, has never been better in this comedy heel role, and they kept it going, and now Hangman has to find a new way in, and I'm absolutely here for it. We haven't even told you guys. By the way, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap the bell for notifications, donate a super chat if you want your questions or statement right on the air, and... It, I mean, we've got so many super chats that it's mind-boggling right now. I mean, you guys are hot for AEW, and I love it, man, because it's a great show. It really is. Um, Dante Visa's great show. A few slower spots. I understand why it was the way it was, but I would have preferred Hangman closing the show. It felt like it killed the crowd for a while. I agree with that mm-hmm. to a, to an extent. So it gets down to Hangman, the Bucks, and Omega. And uh, the Bucks missed a dunk, by the way, and – then Nick Jackson dunks and he goes, that's what was supposed to happen, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. But Hangman battles back, but it's too much. I really thought what was going to happen was Omega would get DQ'd for using the belt and then Paige would find a way to win. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, Omega was like a loss leader for, for using the belt. Instead, Omega gets the pin. McCarver says, love this wrinkle in the hangman story. Not only failed himself this time, but the people who were there for him when nobody else was. Yeah. Alex, that's a hell of a wrinkle. It's it's a great <laughs> wrinkle. Like the thing is that like do I do I think that they probably should have just had Hangman figure out a way to win, win this thing, get his title shot it all out, and 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 win the damn match? And become the champion, so we can all like lose our like that. We're all on the edge of our seats, waiting to have this moment we've always been wanting. Um, would I prefer that? Probably, but I, I'm in for immediate gratification. I think there's a way to tell this story where you could prolong this thing and, and and draw it out and draw it out. The thing that I immediately thought of was, oh, they're definitely doing a major CM Punk match at all out because that's got to be if you're going to do a major CM Punk match at all out or something. He returns, whatever. That's got to be your finisher for All Out. And you can't step on Paige getting his big moment by beating Omega by having CM Punk trump that. So they said... He'd, he'd be a heel. I think he'd be a heel if that yes. happened. So I think what they can do is they can push Paige out to November, have him win it at full gear, and do the do the make make All Out the big CM Punk show. And you can push this out. They can have they, they later in the night they teach Christian Cage deserves a match versus Omega. You can have Omega beat Christian Cage and then have Punk come out and, and face off against Omega, something like that. And you can push Omega uh, Page's victory over over uh, Omega until later in the year. We have such an insane number of super chats, and I, I love it, guys, because then you all dictate what we talk about on this show. Ken Shiro says, as soon as Hangman and Dark Order got that entrance, I had a feeling they'd lose, but they'd have me, they had me at the edge of my seat and it still yep. hurt. That that like preamble to the entrance was so, so special. JK Schwal wants me, Jeremy, Cass, and Alba and Denise to recreate it down in Chicago. As if, my friend. Uh <laughs> Rob Reed says he got a little choked up seeing Hangman in purple. That's what they do. They do little things to manipulate yep. your emotions and make you pop for things like that. And Mike Bond says he's genuinely surprised Hangman ate the pin from Kenny. Wonder what it means for the title match. Everyone penciled in at all out. Uh, Robert, what do you think this means for Hangman? 
So, first of all, I'm glad that he didn't kick out of the one-winged angel. If you're going to do that, yes. you save it for mm-hmm. whenever he actually wins the belt. I would have even <clears throat> not had him beat Matt Jackson. I would have had all these guys just be the wrinkle. Like, he can't get past the elite. They are that black cloud for him. What do I think happens? I do think he gets it at all out because I think they hinted at something else for CM Punk. But... I don't know who would get the tag title match because there are a lot of teams. There are so many teams in AEW that maybe could get the shot over Dark Order. Nerguru says, Tony Khan writing checks for all these songs and entrances must be so satisfying. Love the Space Jam intro. Cult of Personality next. Yeah, I think so. I think he will He will definitely be getting that one. But my God, I can barely keep up with all the super chats. Um, <laughs> Intangible One says, it's one of the best entrances I've seen, but where does the story now go for All Out? I don't know, and I like that I don't that's, know because it was predictable. It. it was predictable until this, Robert. That's the beauty of it. Imagine actually not knowing everything from A to Z from January to July, and it feels or, good wondering where they're going to go next. Or at least knowing what would make sense from A to Z, and then as A, and Z, A to Z fo- unfolds, you're like, what the, what the hell? This This isn't good. Uh, Chris Rain says he popped for so many moments during this show. Intangible One says the, the purple hangman Tron or purple in the Tron was a great touch. Raul says Paige losing uh, with the tag champ still keeps the title important. Too many times we see the top baby face overcome the odds. Sometimes you don't need to do the happy ending. Eventually you do, though, uh, with him. Sawyer says you don't need a hat to be a cowboy. Ye effing ha. It's just, I mean, people are loving this story and not even necessarily knowing where it's going to go. There was a bit of a criticism. TNA for life says Jim Ross said TNA belts in the elite match. I don't have a problem with that. No, that wasn't a criticism. <clears throat> well, no. Kenny like, Omega has the TNA belt. That's true. Yeah, um, he does. That, that is a good point. Here's a criticism. Um, JR uh, didn't, didn't look at the sheet, apparently, because he said, oh, my God, the, the, the AW champion has been pinned. Like he actually thought that there had been a three, and they're like, no, they that did that didn't happen. Say all of his cohorts, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me, I missed a call. Like he should probably know that whether or not Omega's taking a pinfall in this match. He did have a rough night, like throughout several things, like with the New Orleans band and stuff as well. Like he didn't know what it was. That was odd. Uh, but Ricardo mentions the pop for Hangman, and yeah. it was in. Sane. Uh, Volob says it's the best opening in AEW history. Fran Chili says he needs a box set figure of Dark Order and Elite Squad now. They really should. They, were, those, they should. Those would sell like crazy. Alpaca Nation says it was a better uh, crossover with Space Jam than WWE with Zombies. Yeah, because it didn't yeah. overwhelm the entire match. It was, I mean, it wasn't subtle whatsoever, but it, it wasn't the match. It was a part of it. They did the one thing, they called it on commentary, and that was it. Yeah. Anakin says that the 10-man entrance is really portraying everyone's attitude was great. Hangman and Dark Order were serious while the elite treated it like a joke, and the jersey numbers rocked. Of course, Gallows is number 69. Why wouldn't he be number 69? Uh, Ron says that he still has to overcome his alcoholism, which is a symbol of his insecurities. That is absolutely right, Robert. Um, although again, I, I do kind of want him to be like, Oh, I, I got over that a long time ago. Why don't, why do you think I started to win all the time? <laughs> like that would be kind of cool too. But 
Uh, Robert, where do you see that one going? Uh, there is CM Punk. CM Punk is straight edge. If you do have Punk, that'd be a really fun way to get him ready for full gear. Get him full gear ready by saying, hey, enough of this alcohol. I- this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Yeah. Oh, man. Mike Preventure says Hangman being the reason that they lose is perfect because it gives Dark Order the chance to prove they're his friends in ways the Elite never did, and that's what will give Hangman the will to kick out of the one-winged angel. And, Alex, I think it'll make him join the Dark Order as well. He'll see, I didn't want the Elite, but these people want me. They didn't have my back. These people do. Yeah, I mean, there's a a wonderful, like, age-old story in finding out who your real friends are like that's that that's a that's a that's a very easy uh story for everybody to relate to like these guys you know they i thought they were my friends but they're a bunch of bunch of jerks and they never had my back but these guys who i thought were a bunch of dorks initially turns out to be that like they're the kindest most truest friends i've ever had and like there's a wonderful story they can tell there to build toward this this moment where not only does does he get the does he get the victory over Omega, but then Dark Order coming out lifting him up on their shoulders like if there's a wonderful story to be told with great moments in it. I, I'm looking forward to every beat of this going forward. Steven says Page winning at the pay per view named after him is a cool touch. Maybe uh, negative one inducting him officially next week. I think it'll be in the build up to when he actually gets the title. I think um, or at least it should be. Man, so many super chats about that. But uh, Britt Baker cut a promo and talked about how neither was broke her wrist, said that she keeps getting hurt, so she's going to have somebody else watch her back. We've got um, we've got Jordan Scott speculating maybe Ruby Soho. Uh, I don't know if it'll be her, but um, I'm very interested in, in who it would be. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of um, – uh, there's a lot of options out there. I, I do I do love that it's not like Rebel, you can't watch my back good enough. I'm kicking you to the curb. Yes. It's just like she can't handle it by herself because everybody wants a piece of me. 
I'm not blaming Rebel for this. I'm blaming all of you. Because, I mean, we've seen so many times where, like, we're going to break up this partnership or faction yes. for, for no no reason. Rebel's doing fine in her job. But the sad fact of it is is that, that Brit does keep getting injured. And that sucks because she's on such a hot streak. And I I, I love that she's still out there saying, I'm still going to wrestle and all this stuff. And But the fact that she did tap out Nyla Rose with a broken freaking wrist is such a wonderful addendum to her story and her character that I just love it so much. Robert, your thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, you've got so many people. You've got Kira Hogan, who's coming free of her impact contract. There is the Forbidden Door. There's, I don't know, Jordan Grace could always turn heel, maybe in AEW. Connecticut should be a a muscle-based wrestler. And then I think there is the alpha female. I know for a while she was in NXT UK, but if you can get her watching the back of Britt Baker just for the bodyguard role, I think that'd be a really good one. We have a couple more super chats about that hangman page uh, match, but uh, Alpaca Nation says maybe some iconic backup for Baker. Like as a stable, I think that could be very interesting. I think that could be very good. Oh, imagine them playing off of one another. JJ Lee says the Colt Cowboy shouldn't work, but damn it does. They they love to have fun. And when you uh tell you have characters that love to have fun and you don't say it repeatedly <laughs> during their entrance, yeah, it gets over a lot better. JJ Lee says, I'm late, but that hangman entrance was fire. The nameplate just said Dark Order and with the matching gear, they felt complete. Remember when Dark Order sucked? Yes. And that's yeah. why I'm willing to give AEW the benefit of the doubt in wherever this goes. Peter Scalis says, can't remember the last time I cared about anything in wrestling like I could do with the Hangman stuff. I was sad until the punk stuff got teased. Oh, boy. And Intangible One says, Bugs Bunny to debut it all out now. I'm all for the crossover stuff. I don't want it to go that far, though. <laughs> and Bryant, he says, three, the OG Elite versus one Hangman was a great ending. Yes, because yeah. it's the three that Hangman had history with, yep. if you remember. Oh, man. And, and we're just barely through a, a few of a few uh, segments here. So uh, thank you guys for continuing to send Super Chats. Bryant Heath reminds us it's not a cult. And uh, Miyu Yamashita wanted to come to AEW. Just saying, please, please. A whole lot of people have had their best matches with Yamashita. Chris Rain says, my 70-year-old dad watched an entire wrestling show tonight with me for the first time and really enjoyed it. He's going to start watching AEW every Wednesday now. So as a shoot, guys, before we went on the air, I was saying to Alex and Robert, it's like, if I didn't cover wrestling and I just didn't really have that much interest in wrestling, I'd tell my wife, hey, let's watch AEW, Dynamite's on. Like It's, it's just built different, Robert. It's a good show. And- yes, I mean, I cover Raw for this website, which is not a good show. And these two hours fly by as opposed to just one hour of that program, which feels like three. 2,000 of you are watching now. Please leave us a thumbs up. I can't tell you how much that helps us out. And thank you to all of you that uh, have now find it, found us. It's been our biggest month at Fightful uh, ever. So big thank you. Sawyer says, Nyla broke Brit's DMD pointing wrist. What a heel. P.S. Don Shorts. Yes, Don Callis wearing shorts <laughs> was amazing. I love that he's in on the gag. Uh, Miro 
cut a great promo on oh. Lee Johnson. Oh. He is going to kill oh. Lee Johnson. Lee Johnson's going to get a baby face fire. But Miro says, Alex, do you want to say it? Yes. I know you, I know. Yes. Here's, here's the thing. I, before I let you take it away with Miro, because I know that's your boy. Yeah. Was it that hard to make him terrifying, charming, no. and funny? No. 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 He had all of this in him the whole time. Just let him do this. Why? How hard was this? But him, he's like, only two things motivate me in my life. A vengeful God and a double-jointed wife. Like, this, he's, he's so great. And, like, honestly, um, this is the word of the Redeemer is one of the best taglines a heel has ever had. Like, I'm so in on him. Like, like I like he was like, I watched your matches, Lee Johnson. You're very talented. You're a very good wrestler. I'm going to murder you next week. Like, it's like that. That's so because you put over the dude you're gonna face and then say, You're really great. You're not as good as me, though. That's so simple. And yet you see, you see people elsewhere that can only build themselves up by tearing the other guy down. You don't have to do that. Now I'm like, Lee Johnson is really good. I think that, but it means something that Miro thinks that too. So next week when I see him destroy Lee Johnson, it means that just that much more. And Miro uh, we, we run right got, through him. Yeah. Kevin Seat says, I can't believe Vince wouldn't let Rusev be Miro. He had to be one or the other, Robert. But uh, yeah, as you say, he should run right through him. He should run right through him. He, Lee Johnson's great, but he doesn't need to get a move in in this match. Miro is so good. And we saw one or the other with Rusev. And we really saw just a cheeky Miro at the beginning of this. But this is what a heel monster should be in this era. Because he's grounded enough in reality but I still believe he can absolutely kill somebody, and that is what matters. People do like your impersonation, Alex. And Josh says, Vince wasted this guy, Miro. Such a shame. It really is a shame because he is 1989 Vince McMahon's wet dream. And, and so is Braun. Uh, can you believe it? Can you believe it? Well, can you believe that Pac's buddies had their travel canceled? Well, Andrade and Chavo can. This was harmless, Robert. This was fine. Absolutely harmless. It's a, a way to advance the story without belaboring a point. <clears throat> Chavo is going to be really good with Andrade. Yeah. Uh, Pack is better as a loner. I just hope, again, wherever the Lucha brothers end up, I want them to stay because they need some clarity and some actual focus and drive. So we had... <laughs> Taz introducing the FTW champion, Ricky Starks, Alex mm-hmm. <laughs> complete with a new Orleans jazz band, which yep. Jim Ross was very confused about very confused about, uh, but they come out. It is a great presentation. I thought it was very, very funny. And uh, then Brian cage comes out. I don't necessarily really want to see this continue, uh, but I mean, you kind of have to with all the history that the two have. Yeah. It can't just be you took the FTW title and that's a wrap. I do understand why this is continuing. It doesn't happen much in AEW. But what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that there's certainly way, way more of the Team Taz versus Brian Cage story that there's left to tell. We've only gotten that. We, we, I mean, I, I got to see a Will Hobbs versus Cage match yeah. at some point. Um but uh, but I, I before we get too far past it, I want to say that I absolutely loved the touch of Andrade saying to Pac, calling him my little friend. 
I thought that was just wonderfully just incisive. Like, oh, it was so good. But the thing about I doubt this segment I loved the most was Shivani with shots fired at Xavier Woods when he's when Cage comes down and destroys parts of the band, but he, he beats up the trombone player. And Shivani says, A trombone has no place near a wrestling ring. And I was like, That is such wonderful below the surface. And I, I mean, you, the thing about it is, like, you know, Xavier Woods pop for that at home, too. Like, that's such a such a great little line. Oh, man, we got some more Super Chats. Jonathan says, we have sexy Emma Stone voice SRS tonight. Uh, amazing show, shouting at my TV, and my wife went upstairs. I know wrestling's good when she can't even be in the room with me. Well, John's going to be at AEW Cincinnati with me. We're, we're sitting there together, and we have somebody that says, uh, hope I get to see Sean in Cincinnati. That's Cassis. Says, what a great show tonight. Can't wait until Labor 3 uh, next week. Yes, you will see me. Come up, say hi. Uh, very excited to see many of you in Cincinnati. I'm very excited to just take the night off and watch some wrestling. Uh, that's And it's wild that on my night, when I'm taking a night off, I'm like, yeah, let me go watch some wrestling. That's pretty cool. That's how good it is. Yeah. Rob Reed says, call me a stan all you want. Dynamite's the best wrestling show on TV, and it's not even close. Uh, I'm inclined to, to agree, my friend. I'm inclined to, to agree. Anakin says that Woods actually subtweeted about that, Alex. Fantastic. I got to go look that up. Very good. DKC says the crowd couldn't hear Ricky or hardly anything for that matter. Hope we came across okay. It went fine. It's just that it seemed dead after that first match. Volob says stop doing custody to the Lucha Brothers storyline for love of God. They do need to pick. Yeah. They do need to pick who they're going to hang out with. I'm, I'm ready to move past that. Ken says Chavo is the guy who smiles and say, hey, you should take my boss's generous deal to the guy getting <laughs> doused in gas. This car t- uh, by the cartel is perfect. And uh, yeah, man, that's that's that that works. That does work. Baller Lasagna says the show is booked like if Joe Rogan learned everything about wrestling during a DMT trip and booked a show. I love it. It was it was a, a variety show for sure. Jose Flores says this brand, even though not perfect, makes me feel like a kid. People naturally cheer. Surprises being rewarded for being a fan. It makes me get in my emotions. Robert, the environment is unlike anything else in wrestling right now. Absolutely. And like you say, you know, you're going to take a day off and you're still going to go watch wrestling. I think this is the one show that even if I wasn't on, I'd be watching. Like, I don't always watch NXT because that's not my night. But I think I'd watch this. It's too good to miss i mean the closing show surprise alone legitimately had me like a 10 year old kid again yeah michael says i can't remember the last time every match had a reason and happening uh reason for happening and progressive storylines i love aew yeah i mean dark is is their their show where they don't do all that so i mean like i i like that they kind of have a designated show for that and they can rack up wins we got Anthony Landry showing us some love, saying it's his first time commenting and says our professionalism shines through. Well, mine sure as shit doesn't, but I appreciate the compliment anyway. Uh, but I guess professionalism is whatever we deem as an entity to be professional. And fortunately for us, we got some pretty lax rules. So thank you, Anthony. I greatly appreciate that. Uh, Broti says that he did tweet about the he did, trombone he did. comment. And uh, Aaron says he went through a breakup, but AEW is healing. Love to the Fightful team. Well, much love to you. We love you. We will be your new boyfriends. That, that's that's what go. we're here for. That's what we're here for. Well, Cody was here to cut a promo. 
But it didn't happen, and I love it. He got his shit knocked loose. I don't even know what happened. The black just collided right into him, and they were fighting on the stage. And sure enough, black lays him out. The crowd chants for Malachi Black, and he just simply says, you hear them, Cody? I think Cody Rhodes is going to be the villain for Brian or Punk if they are coming in because he's going to say, bullshit, I did what you guys always talked about but didn't do, and they're still cheering for you. What is this? Here's he, a couple a couple things. Um, uh, Co- Cody starts out with his promo backstage with, you know, in the world today, and, and, and Malachi was like, it. no, you're not going to do another one of those promos. I'm going to stop it right now. Let's nip this thing in the bud. Um, I, uh, I love that, um, that all that stuff happens, but Malachi's doing some new stuff with the makeup, like, like coloring in the all, black around the eye makes it look like it's, it's sunken. Like it's part of a skull it was very subtle, but I liked it a lot. I think Cody has an opportunity to do something really great here. This whole damn place wouldn't exist if not for me. And you're cheering for that psychopath? Like, everything you love about this place, this was me. I did this. You love this place? That means you got to love me, too. Like, there's a really interesting place. And, and, like, the thing is, like, I mean, he's got a, he would have a terrible attitude about it, but he's not necessarily wrong. So, like, there's an interesting thing uh, there that he can play with as a heel turn that would be really cool to see if they wanted to go that route. There's, it's interesting. Lots of paths for him to take. Cody got booed. Malachi got chance and Fuego got killed. We have RIP Fuego here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jordan Scott says black went straight Kool-Aid man on Cody. I mean, I want to know who decided the line in a world. Bam. Cause you yeah. know, that's the opening line of a, of a 10 minute Cody monologue, <laughs> you know it. So for Cody to sign off on that is incredibly self-aware of him. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really like that. Luis says, can somebody check on Fuego? I think he's dead. Uh, he <laughs> tweeted, so he is alive, but barely. Anthony Down Under, uh, or sorry, that, that's for another segment. Alejandro Villarreal says, this is the, uh, the first time I actually watch an AEW episode, and I'm happy. Can't wait until the next week with Cody and Black. It feels like every week, Robert, there's a major match happening. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, FTR and the former LAX wasn't that match this week, like we thought, but we'll get to that in a minute. But, like, Every week, there's something big. And there's something big every week. And the next week, it's going to be, this guy just closed SmackDown like two months ago. This guy is fresh off their TV. He could come in and kill Cody again. And just, Cody has to look at himself and go, what have I done wrong here? I have opened the door for everybody else to treat me like a mid-carter again. No, no, I started this thing because I wanted to prove that I could be at the top and that I could be the change. And I think we're in a very good place to see a change in Cody Rhodes that is desperately needed. Brandon Charles Powell says he looks like a baby face to me. talking mm-hmm. about Malachi Black. And El Milkman says he saved us from Cody Pontificate. Uh, I love it. I love it. But uh, my God, guys, I appreciate all the love you're showing us with the super chats. Uh, but something got a, a little bit more buzz. Hiroshi Tanahashi popping up on dynamite and saying, Hey, yeah, by the way, I want the winner here of this match. I I want the winner of this U S title match. And then later on Moxley's like, um, 
I've been trying to go to Japan for a year and a half and I couldn't get over there. All these Olympians did. All of a sudden I lose the title and they get a free ride over there. I want to know how the Croatian water polo team can get into Japan, but I can't. I've been trying for months. Swigs from a flask. Let me tell you something, all you NJWPW. You've been ducking me for months. Swigs from a flask. Like shirtless. Like yeah. this is this is absolutely John Moxley at the height of his powers in what really shouldn't be that. It's like like uh, hey, what should I be doing in for his backstage promo? I should be drinking from a flask. Also, I should be shirtless. And nobody's there to tell him uh no, that seems like a bit much because they know let's trust John Moxley. He's got great instincts. This whole thing was perfect and I love he's like I got my boy FedExing a whole stack of contracts to Japan. I'll be waiting. You know what's on the other side of the forbidden door? Me. I'm here. I bet you don't want to come through because look what's waiting for you. I can't wait to see him beat up a whole bunch of New Japan guys. It's going to be so great. John asked if Mox will be in the G1. I'd be surprised if he was in the G1. But I am always just says without or with Tanahashi walking through that forbidden door, how long before Naito and we get that Tranquilo with Andrade? That's ah, a big one. That's, that's a big, big one. one. That's a big one they got to do at some point. Uh, the Kentucky 210 actually has a couple super chats. He says, I low-key forgot Tanahashi was on this episode. That's how big it was. Yeah. And he also said uh, that they over at Squared Circle were supposed to have an AMA with Fuego. Does anybody know where to purchase a Ouija board? <laughs> oh, man. Um, and Sean Blanford says, could AEW pull off Mox and Tanahashi at All Out? Yeah, I think they could. That'd be amazing. Sure as hell they could. Absolutely. They did make it clear Archer's <clears throat> going to go over to Japan to defend against Tanahashi, but I really hope we get him on AEW TV and at All Out would be amazing. Shouts to Quizzlemania fans talking about Horseshoe Tanahashi, which is how Adam Blompied accidentally spelled it one time and it completely screwed me out of winning a round. I was very confused by that. Jeremiah says the Cody promo could have been even sweeter if he opened up a dictionary and started his promo. <laughs> oh, man. So then we get the match, by the way, and um, it was fine, but it was Archer really over, and he beat uh, Hikaleo clean as a sheep with the blackout, by the way, yeah. a big-ass blackout. All for that, I thought this was harmless. This was good. It did what it was supposed to do, Alex. Yeah, the, the thing that it did for me was made me pop like <laughs> hell for King Haku. For friggin' man coming out there with his kid, like I was, that was really, I did not expect that, and I, I was so happy to see him there. My my favorite thing about him being there is he almost jumped in the ring to save him from the pinfall. Yep. Just, I was like, oh, can I skip just Haku? Can you have one match with Lance Archer just real quick? Can I see that now? Just I want to see what that would be like. Um, but yeah, I I thought this was really good. I I I'm, I was not very familiar with Hikaleo's work. He's a big boy. He like, is. There's there's some really cool stuff there left for him. Uh, Archer, th- you know what? This was really smart. Putting putting this title on Archer, letting him work matches on Dynamite as a champion. It that that whole thing we've been saying. Like Archer's great. He looks great in all these matches, but he never wins a championship. Whenever he gets a championship match, they finally had him win one. Now they're having him defend it. This is really good for him. It's really good for yeah. AEW as a whole and. <clears throat> Having him be with the U.S. champ for New Japan is really good for New Japan. Yeah, wins all around, and Haku's always great. And I did pop that 
he was halfway in the ring by the time they counted the three for the ending. I liked it. Um, it again, harmless stuff, something that mattered. Middle of the show involved two other people that weren't even in the match, Moxley and Tanahashi. Stephen Corton thinks we're going to get Mox and Okada by the end of the year. I think it's very, very possible. Yeah. Uh, Thick Astley says, I saw a Manscaped commercial on YouTube and former Quizlemania champion James Manfield was on it. SRS to do commercial work when I think Mansfield's a little bit better on camera than I am. So, um, yeah, I think, I think best served for them than, than I, uh, Amir Garrett sucks. Yes. He really does suck really bad, but says this is off topic since raw this Monday is almost sold out at the all state arena. Uh, and all the Chicago uh, CM Punk news is going on. Do you think this show will get hijacked? Alex, you look skinny. I've been trying intermittent fasting, so thank you. It works very well. It works very well. Um, yes, I think there are going to be some big CM Punk chants there, Robert. Probably right around the time that they decide to have <laughs> Keith Lee lose match number three. And people just get upset because that's what happens when people get upset is they hijack the show. Because if you notice, there's no what chance here. There's nothing here in AEW that's out of the ordinary because they don't need to hijack because they're given what they want. They're they're not they're not upset. And there's a thing about the CM Punk chants. The CM Punk chants used to be bring back CM Punk. We miss CM Punk. That was the guy we liked watching. Now it's like they're kidding. CM Punk was like, you guys screwed up so bad. Now now basically that is CM Punk is them chanting AEW. It's you look at look at what's going on over there and how excited everybody how excited we all are. We wish right now we were at an AEW show. That's what they're chanting when they chant CM Punk now. Well, whether you're hijacking, low jacking, or just plain jacking, bluechew.com and the code Fightful will help make sure that you perform. Maybe you've had seven and a half years off and you aren't sure that you're going to compete at a main event level. You don't feel like you're the best in the world. Well, bluechew.com and the code Fightful makes you feel like you're the best in the world. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And they work on your schedule. Maybe you want to take a little bit of time off. Maybe you want to be a part-timer, or maybe you're back at it full-time. Well, Blue Chew makes sure that your penis stays good and erect while you do that. You talk to their online physicians and they get the active ingredient that's right for you. And it comes to your door in a discreet package. Don't worry. Nobody's going to be leaking that news to Fightful that you're using Blue Chew. We're not going to be saying, you know what? Alex Palowski was in talks with Blue Chew because we're not going to know. It's all done online. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to go to the doctor's office. You don't have to do those awkward visits. They find the active ingredients that's right, that's right for you. It's prepared and shipped direct in the USA. And then you get an erect penis and fantastic performance. Look at that. Look at that. Throwing them up for the US of A. Prepared and shipped direct in America. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. It is. And there will be some fireworks in the bedroom. People are going to be tweeting about you. They're going to be like, my my jackass neighbor's lighting off fireworks. And it's almost August. No. That's you getting, that's you slanging that ding dong. That's what that is. Everybody's got their plant their flag somewhere, you know? I mean, it's true. It's true. 
Use the promo code FIGHTFUL over at BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free. Free? That means they know you're going to come back for more, just like she or he will, or maybe multiple. Maybe she and he. I don't know how you get down. I don't care. Do whatever the hell you want, but do it with BlueChew.com and use the code FIGHTFUL. CM Punk's coming to AEW, guys. Um, <laughs> and I saw some people say, well, I don't know. You can't read too much into this. Yes, you can absolutely read an awful lot into this. You can, you can absolutely read an awful lot into this. Can you? Because Could you imagine the absolute destruction that would happen at the United Center if they teased CM Punk in a Darby Allin promo and then... This is keep in mind the night before SummerSlam on 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 what is going to be the pre show. By the way, um, the like the, right before Rampage that night in the United Center, yeah, is going to be the go home slash pre show for SummerSlam on SmackDown, and what a way to completely hijack that weekend, but then to, to run the big house in Chicago. Not not the, the the other thing over there in the suburbs, but the actual United Center where Jordan played, and you bring out Punk on that show, between the pre-show and your little pay-per-view, have fun. This is going to be the main show. That I mean, what a what a way to just like say we're putting our stamp on it. This is our business now. So they did announce it August twentieth, United Center. Whole lot of people, including me, that are like, man. Maybe shouldn't have booked my Vegas trip so quick. It uh, doesn't matter. I'll be watching it on my phone, YouTube TV. Uh, shout out to Cassidy Haynes of Body Slam. He knew about this United Center stuff and had mentioned it to me. I, I had heard a little bit about it, but he was he was all over it. Didn't report it, though. Uh, but he was there tonight, and uh, he's been doing some good stuff lately. CM says, underrated Punk and DB Dream matches for me. Punk versus Sammy. Uh, DB versus John Silver. Oh, well, we'll probably get those. But Robert, after they announced this, Darby Allen says, yeah, I'll be there. And AEW is the place where you test yourself, even if you say you're the best in the world. This is absolutely 100% a CM Punk tease. That was 100% a CM Punk tease. At the very least, they're comfortable enough with it that they're teasing it, which is something they didn't do going into the first All Out when Punk was doing StarCast. This was so good. And really, like, let's just say... Oh, you got John Cena, you got Goldberg. You know, fuck all that. Here's CM Punk on the night before SummerSlam. I'm back in wrestling. Here's what you need to watch. And then everybody who legitimately just says, you know, I got bored with Cena. I got bored with all of this. They now have AEW to watch. This is so cool. And I can't wait. So we have a lot of people asking about when Punk will come in. Mike asks if we think they'll bring him in before All Out. Chuck Cassis says they mentioned Rampage in Chicago will be the first dance. That's a song Punk put on his social media. No, he put um, a song that Michael Jordan and the Bulls used to come out to uh, ahead of Bulls games. Beer What says Punk to AEW is really happening. Trombones do belong in wrestling. I Callum brings up the the Darby hint. Uh, Man Antonio is just simply chanting CM Punk. (laughs) Tony L says, what a time to be a fan of wrestling right now. Steven Duggan says... The Punk Tease was perfect. Amazing show. Uh, and, and we'll get to the rest of his super chat shortly. But Mike Bond says, do you think they'll swerve us at Rampage? The best in the world foreshadowing by Darby was a little too on the notes. 
I, I don't think that AEW is the sell you a bill of goods company, Alex. I I don't <sighs> think you 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 should do that to your fan base. Like like especially Chicago, like the United the United Center is going to sell the hell out for that show, <clears throat> expecting to see Punk. And if they don't get Punk, like <laughs> no. That's not a good thing to do in Chicago. Those people don't don't take that well. So I I feel like I feel like they're saying basically they're saying without saying it, you know who is going to be at this show. He will make his debut at that show. Um, I'm I, I would be I would be shocked if that was not the case. They could swerve you and give you Brian though. Brian did refer to himself as best in the world, and that's not a bad swerve. That would be an interesting swerve. I haven't checked on Ollie after that, but. Um, Mike Preventure says even the punk chants tonight only lasted through the Darby segment. AEW crowds know what they're doing. They want it to succeed. Right. They're excited. Generally, if you're going to an AEW show, you know the state that wrestling has been in before AEW came along. I mean, <clears throat> do I think that ROH could have been a solid contender? Yes, I do with, with those people. Could it have been what AEW is? No, it couldn't have been. I really don't think so. Ryan Evans says four shows in Chicago in a two week time frame. I think tickets they will have issues selling for the United Center. Still tickets available for Dynamite and Rampage All Out Week. Hope I'm wrong. I don't think by the time it rolls around they'll have trouble. Uh, Kevin Steet says that TK loves the sandbox he gets to play in. I mean, it, it it is nice to have an executive that doesn't resent the audience that watches his show. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Nerd it's guru. Great to have a guy who's actually a fan of wrestling legitimately have the money to be able to play around like this, and we all get to benefit from it. We've got some fantasy booking here. Uh, intangible and can't wait until uh, Punk gives Sting the GTS because Darby called him out. That would be really, really hot. Also, Brian debuting against Miro. That would be very cool. That would be great. Uh, JJ Lee says AW, uh, AEW's Rampage will do SmackDown numbers if Punk shows up. They are running the big building in Chicago, too. That has to be the night, right? I think so. I, I think it makes sense, Robert. Yeah, it makes sense, but I'm not fully sold yet. I do think we're getting one of the two. I just wonder how long they'll save CM Punk for. Hannah has a good shout. It's not CM Punk. It's Shane McMahon, the best in the world, <laughs> as Jordan Phillip also says. You know what? Why not? <laughs> New Punk Rant says, I cried seeing my all-time favorite wrestler and my all-time favorite feud. I can't wait. Let's go. Punk Debry, but I can't wait for Jericho Juice 3. Oh, boy. We are going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Amir Garrett sucks is trolling you, Alex. He says that Sean has scoops, that Giannis is getting traded. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. What? What for? What what for? <laughs> Thank you, Aaron, for the super chat. Um, he just says, I'm a Robert Mark. No one else will. I'm sure he appreciates it. Robert's very good at this. Sure. I'll do I think it. he'll do I think Punk will debut at Rampage or All Out? I think it'll be Rampage, and then you pop a number for All Out. Yeah. I'll have more on CM Punk over at FightfulSelect.com next week in the coming days. I had some more on him today. FightfulSelect.com. Go ahead and subscribe. We've still got a few punk chants, uh, like or punk chats rather. Stellar Justin Lopez says AEW is going to steal WWE's Thunder on SummerSlam weekend when Punk debuts on Rampage. I'll just be landing in Vegas before it airs. You best believe I'm going to find a TV to tune in. 
telling you guys, I got YouTube TV and it works really. It doesn't work for SmackDown because you can't watch local networks out of your area. But for cable, it works just fine. Figure that one out. Free to air TV and they can't even run it over the internet. That's psychotic. Uh, Ken Shiro says, honestly, the fact that pay-per-view might have Darby Punk and Mox Tanahashi is mind-blowing. They got to start running 25,000, 30,000-seaters, yeah. I think. I feel like it's important. Uh, Manning, somehow the main event is actually like Brian Omega on top of this. <clears throat> well, then they need to start running stadiums all the time. Yeah, or at least they're, they're four big ones, it, three or four big ones, it feels like. Uh, Nerd Guru says the United Center isn't a dome now. It'll shortly, it will be shortly this summer because <laughs> cult of personality oh. will tear the roof off. Yeah, it will. It yeah. will. And Man Antonio is just chanting CM Punk and like complimenting the opening video package, which was really great. And finally, finally, we wrap up on CM Punk Super Chats. For the love of God, thank you guys so much. We love them because it shows us what we should be talking about more than anything. And Nerd Guru says, I've been jonesing to go to an AEW show, and the environment is half the reason. I'll be at the Queen show in September. I applied for credentials just to be there. Like, that's, I just want to experience that. Um, quite frankly, I don't go to Raw or SmackDown when it's local. I don't go to WWE house shows. I'll go to pay per views. That's about it. Uh, Sean Blanford said, Next all out at Wrigley. That would be, that would be amazing, which I mean, yeah, that would be cool. I think they would have some scheduling issues, though, because that's baseball season. So that it'd be it'd be tough to run Wrigley, I think. Oh, man. FTR defeated Proud and Powerful. Unfortunately, the crowd wasn't as hot for this, but I don't think they really got the opportunity to, Robert. Um, Cash Wheeler got a cut, and they had to go quick to the finish. And Stephen Duggan says he feels so sorry for them. The main event was nuts. This is a match they have planned. I broke it on Fightful Select. They've had this plan since May for this specific dynamite. Of course, of course. Charlotte. Yeah. Oh. They, but Robert they can get him yeah. back, but this is so unfortunate. I hope that Cash is okay, won't miss any time, and that they're able to get them back, maybe by All Out or something, because they can do so much more than what they're able to here. And it's just really unfortunate because I was looking forward to this more than anything on the show. Yeah, I was when I asked, I was told that he, he's doing okay, but he got a cut. They had to uh, take care of it at ringside, but uh, that that's rough. And unfortunately, this match didn't get the steam that it deserved because this is a match that a lot of us have dreamed of for quite a while, Alex. I mean, yeah. if you watched Impact a couple of years ago and you watched WWE a couple of years ago, you were like, man, I want the Revival versus LAX, and we got it. And unfortunately, unfortunately, a lot of people in – these FTR feuds have been banged up. Dax posted that his arm has barely worked for like four months. Yeah. Yeah. Now this was, this is, this is, you know, the unkindest, the unkindest cut of all, uh, as Shakespeare put it. Um, uh, it, it looked to me like he sliced it open on like mm-hmm. the turnbuckle screw thing. Like there might've been a, like yeah. a, some, some piece of metal or whatever that was, was sharp. But, but when they, when they went to him later after the match, there was a pool of blood yeah, yeah. underneath his arm. So I don't know if he like sliced an artery or something that was the, the, the one that runs up to either forearm. Like, I don't know if that's what it was, but like that there was, there was too much blood for it to be like, Oh, he, he cut his arm. Like that was, it would look bad. Um, but, but kudos to, uh, to Dax and, and to Ortiz 
for figuring out a way to to make to make that the, the ending work in some way. That was a hell of a brain buster you put on him. But I I wonder what the finish was because it wasn't that. Um. Uh. Yeah. It's 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 disappointing. But I know we'll get this match again. It just wasn't what they wanted it to be, where they wanted it to do it, and that sucks for them. But I know we'll get to see it eventually. Christian Cage and the Jurassic Express defeat Private Party and Helico. We knew this. This was, I guess, to uh, start a feud or a, a short-term feud with the Blade and uh, Christian Cage. I got no interest in seeing the Blade right now. No, Re- I, really, I, none. I, I also, um, I also thought that he uh, that he lost the the Nux. Didn't yeah didn't, he? Didn't but I mean, I guess, pick up those nuts. But, I guess he can go buy different nuts. Yes, but. that is WWE logic. <laughs> like, we like, can't find nuts anywhere yeah, else. Well, no, but I mean, the idea be, being that, like, I thought the, the feud would continue with Cassidy, but now Cassidy gets to have the nuts. Like, that's an interesting wrinkle in that feud. Now, now this, I'll, I'll, thanks. You can take those nuts. I'm going to go get some other ones in the back, and I'll start a feud with somebody, somebody different. I, I kind of thought that we're doing something else. But if we want to, I don't need to see Christian Cage. Beat uh, the blade, Nux or no Nux. Yeah, yeah. I, a- I, HFO isn't really doing it for me, Robert. Exactly. I I'll, think I'll, Matt. Hardy I'll tell you what is. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Master Troll Matt Hardy would be doing it for me because that's a good gimmick. Yeah, and you're taking the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say I think Matt Hardy is one of the smartest people in wrestling, but right now he is wrapped in a package that I just do not care about, and I want to see Christian move on. He's good. We know that he's good in the ring now. Let's see what else he can do against other people. Uh, also, I mean, this is Luchasaurus's first Dynamite match in over three months. So mm-hmm. probably good that they got him back. They get the win. Uh, Anthony Down Under said, sad the women's stuff just got over five minutes. Still really disappointing. Other than that, great show. I would say yes, but it's Thunder Rosa uh, drop kicking a woman in the liver. And that is always fine with me. It is the Thunder Rosa pop now. She gets a pop everywhere she goes. She is over everywhere she goes. She is officially signed to AEW now, and that is great news. We had some news on that on FightfulSelect.com last week as well. Thunder Rosa is a big-time star, a big, big, big big-time star. And um, Alex, you'll like this. She has told me personally many times the only person that saw it was Chris Joseph of Lucha Underground. He right. was the only person that saw it. And then when he saw it, even though she says that she sucked there, then everybody else saw it. Yeah. Um, she is a merchandising monster waiting to happen. Little plush dolls, little action figures. She is a star. And um, I thought this was was a good display for her. I love that when Julia Hart was trying to do the baby face clap, Thunder Rosa attacked her. She's like, yeah. no, you're not pulling that shit on no, me. No. Alex, this was good stuff. Yeah, well, anything that's, that's Thunder Rosa is good stuff. Um, I uh, I mean, they, they. I don't know when, when Brit's going to be 100%. Um, as soon as that is, we, we got we got to see Thunder Rosa versus Brit again for this title. Yeah. Like, we, 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 this, is, this is the one we're building to. Because that's that can that can be Brit's kryptonite, can be Thunder Rosa, and we can we can build to that. And honestly, you could you could you'll make me pop either way, whatever result is, because Brit can get her win back and, and prove that she really is the best 
that she says she is, or Thunder Rosa can beat her again. I don't care because I love both of them. Let's let's do that again. Let's let's do it two or three times. Yeah, or we Julia. really went for the one spot that she knows with the baby face clap, and not tonight. But I do think that Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker needs to happen immediately. I know that Britt will face either Layla Hirsch or the Bunny, likely Layla, who should go right after the broken wrist, or maybe they find a way to make Layla the heater for Britt, and I think that would be pretty good. But I want to see Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker again as soon as possible. As far as workers in the ring go, you got Serena Deeb, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, Chris Satlander, Hikaru Shida, a few others to really anchor this. That's very, very good. That is very good. And then you're supplementing it with, with new talent. Ryan says, where's the butcher? Out of action. Uh, that's all I can really say. Anakin says, was excited when Christian feuded with Taz and thought he might take the FTW title. I'm over this HFO feud. Me too. And I mean, I don't think it's a secret. Matt Hardy is, has been a, a supporter of how fightful and all that stuff. I hate to see him involved in this, like just wheels spinning because every time Matt Hardy's wheels are spinning, you also know that the wheels are turning in his head and he's thinking, what can I do to make this special? What can I do to make this different? Or at least himself, at least himself. Amir Garrett says, Chicago mayor sucks. Hope they don't cancel events or limit indoor capacity because this would ruin CM Pink's debut. AW needs a new set. Your opinion? Um, Maybe like towards the fall or the winter. Once they, they're sure that the world is opening back up, then I would I would do that. Josh says he heard somebody say that they had he broke his arm. I don't think I don't think Cash broke his arm. I don't think that's the case. I was told he was okay, at least upon uh, arriving to the back. I think we have all the segments before the main event. I believe so. So let's talk about it. Holy crap. The five labors of Jericho, a no rules match where Jericho beats Nick Gage. Holy cow. Um, I do not like deathmatch wrestling, Robert. It's not my thing. But you best believe that I enjoyed and watched Matt Cardona and Chris Jericho facing Nick Gage this week. He's getting yeah. his roses through two losses, but it's good that he's getting them. This was a spectacle. I don't like deathmatch wrestling. I think deathmatch wrestling can be a bit gratuitous, but... It's not for me. It's not for me. I get that it's for other people, but it is just not for me. But when you look at the environment that Nick Gage specifically creates, Cardona, the match on Saturday was amazing. Jericho, you knew it was going to be toned down to a degree. And even then, you still saw light tubes and pizza cutters on global TV, which was really cool in some ways because wrestling fans are getting what they want. It was a fun match. I think picture in picture needs to stop during these violent matches because you're missing some of the best parts because you're also watching a Domino's commercial. But that's on the what's so great. He yes. did the pizza cutter spot and they cut right the picture in picture into a Domino's ad. It was absolutely perfect. <laughs> so good, but <laughs> a lot of fun. Jericho, of course, wins because he has to. But as good as Nick Gage was, I think the next one's going to be even better because, my God, Sean. Uh, we'll we'll think- get to it. Wait, hold up. We'll get to it. Jordan Scott talks about how good that segue was. He says it was like an SRS Blue Juice segue to the Pizza Hut commercial. But, I mean, this – and, yeah, 
Uh, I love me some soba. So did anybody else get that Domino's pizza ad? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. But uh, let's talk about how they turned this around. Like Nick Gage is not the best in-ring worker, but this was his type of match. There was the pizza cutter. There was the glass pane hurricane Rana. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of this stuff. Jericho bled. They used light tubes. Have, have they used light tubes on American cable wrestling television? I don't remember it. And Ross says that he initially, the five labors of Jericho had him not wanting to see five weeks. Now he wants to see 10 weeks. We got zero fear saying deathmatch wrestling main event of dynamite two weeks in a row and felt both different. And I love it or both felt different and he loved it. Uh, JR, however, did not seem thrilled. Alex, uh, how did you feel about this? Um, like, like deathmatch, like the stuff that Gage did, you know, like out in the field somewhere versus some dude from Hungary or whatever. Let's, let's see, let's see how many arteries we can slice open before one of us dies. That to me is on, is a different thing what we saw tonight. Tonight was a hardcore match turned up to 11. And and that's like uh, uh, most of the things we saw tonight um, are, are only tangentially a little different than the stuff we normally see in a hardcore match. Um, uh, and and I, I thought it worked well. And I thought Gage really played the part perfectly. That guy, like he's, as far as I know, this is his first match on a, on a on a major cable like and he was he was playing to the crowd perfectly he was doing all his job absolutely impeccably um and i thought that he that, like that huge backbreaker he hit like he's not a great worker but he can he can do some moves that, that really impactful that aren't just i'm gonna i'm gonna try and open you up with this pizza cutter so i, I thought this was this was really well done uh he hit a pile driver on jericho into a Stuck pile in. of in shards of glass and Jericho kicked out. This is going to be my problem with every single one of these these labors of Jericho matches is that they're going to do increasingly crazier stuff to Jericho, and Jericho's just going to win. And it, it feels it feels like I've got to suspend my disbelief a little too much. I can't remember if we were talking about this off the air, but I'm saying it seems like this is a face Jericho into a part time role thing. It does and you compare this to the way that WWE did Kurt Angle. Yeah. My God, man. Um, Tony says, AEW no sh- sure know how to keep a big secret. I have a feeling that getting put through glass by Jericho was an honor for Gage. That's a, that's a very good point. I mean, yeah. that is a very good point. And Matt and Caleb say that they hummed with light tubes. Uh, I think you mean humped with light tubes. I'm not sure what you mean there, but you know what? It works. And Rafael Garcia speculates that Lance Storm has to be the final labor. I'm thinking Lance Storm is the final one. The other I one like that the they're other not one are, going uh, for a violent take on this. Yeah. So it's like, all right, we gave you Nick Gage. You survived that. Now I'm going to mess with you mentally by giving you Hoovy on TNT. instead of. Hey, going, well, we're getting there. Go. Chill. Yeah. Chill, Robert. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. That is how exciting this ending was. Ranger says, I was laughing hard when Jericho came out cosplaying as one yeah. of the three ninjas. My wife says, what the fuck <laughs> is he wearing? Yeah, yeah. And including including a tiny little hat. Like, also. The, the, the thing about the hat is that he thinks that, like, on top of everything else, the jacket with spikes and, and the crazy, and the face paint and, and, and the mask, I got to wear the tiny hat. 
And like, you know, a fedora doesn't make you more intimidating. It makes you look like Jason Mraz. It's like, what do you have to lose when you wear a fedora? <laughs> Steven says, I love the main event. But shouldn't they have saved such a bloody and brutal match for one of the last labors? I feel like they shot themselves in the foot for the rest of them. I'll have to see what they have set up for right. four and five. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that that's that's what it comes down to. If four and five are underwhelming, I can tell you three ain't underwhelming. Not to yeah. me, not oh. to me. But I'll 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 feel like I'll answer that uh, by then. Rob Reed says he can't comprehend that we saw Nick Gage in the main event on national television. I love it. I love it. He, again, deathmatch wrestling isn't for me, but enough people that I respect within wrestling respect Nick Gage, and therefore I don't have to have seen a lot of his work to respect him. I mean. Yeah. That, that's it. And also, he's a very good example of doing something wrong and fucked up and overcoming it and becoming a better person. Uh, he is a redemption story. So I really admire yeah. that. Yeah. AEW continues to have something for everyone, says the Super Chat. Solid show, hot crowd. Downside is the cash injury, but overall, strong show. And Stephen Corton, uh, that, that's the one we just read. But uh, New Punk Rants is leading us to to what... Robert wants to talk about something to hold off and said, Maz says he loves death matches and it was fantastic TV. Oh, Corey Cropper will also be uh, at the Cincinnati show with me. He says Gage using a pizza cutter as a segue into Domino's commercial was great. The intrigue with Gage to me carried over from the weekend to see how far they'd go on national TV. And it was a great spectacle. Alex, that is a great point. Yeah, There are a whole lot of people who on Saturday saw Nick Gage wrestle for the first time. They only saw Dark Side of the Ring. They only heard the stories. And then this week, some of those people did mm-hmm. carry over to this show. Yeah, absolutely. He's He's gotten way more exposure <laughs> than he ever has in his life, considering the Dark Side of the Ring episode, the thing with Cardona, and this. Uh, I, I, hope, I, hope it, I hope it's beneficial to him going forward. I hope that that's really great. Um, uh, I... I Maybe maybe I'm not up on my on my Jericho as painkiller stuff. Was does he does he use the, the, the painmaker? Whatever. Uh, uh, does he use the Great Muda spray often? No, because because no. I thought that was a, a weird thing for him to do. Uh, like, oh, I can just do whatever I want. I'm Jericho, and I'm like, I, I mean, I guess that plays with all your fans who sing your song. But it, to me, this felt weird that he would pull that out when I've never seen him do it before. Yeah. Uh, Brett says, I love me some JR, but at what point does AEW say, maybe we look at moving him backstage and have another voice with that Excalibur like Mara Ronaldo. They don't need to bring or in anybody. Tony Schiavone, no. who's right there. They've got 17. Right there. They got 17 good announcers. And by the way, they got Punk coming in, who was also a great announcer. Yep. They've got a million of them. They've got a million of them. But I do agree, Brett. Um, he should be like maybe a talent scout. He should always do those backstage or those sit down interviews. Those are amazing. He should always do those. And torch crawler brings up a good point. The rock braining mankind 10 times in the head with a chair is way worse than tonight. I agree. Especially knowing what we know now, uh, Jim Ross saw things much worse than this. Mm-hmm. In in my opinion, Sawyer says Gage's character does nothing for me and the pizza cutter is goofy, but I pop for gl- big glass turning into tiny glass. Let me tell you, there ain't nothing goofy about that pizza cutter. There ain't nothing goofy about it. Um, Nikolai Kreese says, wasn't the bunny Layla Hirsch an NWA title eliminator? I don't know. No, it was a... I, don't think so. I believe they said it was an AEW title eliminator. Could be wrong. Yeah. 
I'll look. I'll check it out. They, they don't Cor- really have Camille, so. Yeah. Stephen Corton says, I said three weeks ago that they should break up the death triangle, and every one of you said I was wrong. There was too much potential there. Are we all on the same page now? No. no. I'm on the page of whatever creates a good story, mm-hmm. um, and I'm okay with death triangle versus Naito and Andrade and a lot of other people. We'll see where it goes. Uh, no, I'm not necessarily on the same page there. But we're all on the same page because Anakin says, too bad there isn't a competent service to check out old Hooventude matches. Now, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to do that? Because MJF runs footage of of uh, Jericho trash-talking him and bringing up Hooventude Guerrero, one of Jericho's greatest nemesis in WCW. And New Punk Rants brought this up in the chat, says he wants on the record that he predicted it. He has the receipts. He's been saying it for two years. However, Joe says that we called it last week. I can tell you that I did mention it to somebody of influence. I was like, hey, this should this is pretty cool. This should happen. But Raul Ortega seems to think MJF watches the Fightful Post Show. Well, we know he does because he trolls us. <laughs> he talks yeah. trash to Robert all the time. He talks trash to Louis Dangor all the time. It's true. But Robert... You seem very excited about this. I know I am. My God, I would love to say that MJF is a crappy person because he does troll us all the time. But this is, maybe this is Christmas for wrestling fans because this is Juventud Guerrero, Chris Jericho. If you don't know, Hoovy used to wear a mask. Jericho took it from him. I hope to God Jericho wears it next week or whenever they have the match. This is exactly what it needs to be. Jericho has to hit a move off the top rope to get a win. So that'll be fun. Hoovy can still go. He's booked for GCW in a few weeks. So my God, let's just let's just enjoy this because things are happening in wrestling right now that just shouldn't be. And it's just really, really cool. Oh, this is awesome. This is so awesome. Volob says AEW came out hard for new punk rants. El Milkman says the juice is loose. So does Samuel Galoy. And he says he needs Lance Storm to be one of the labors. Just a great show tonight. I'm just so happy. I love Juventud Guerrero. He was one of my favorite WCW wrestlers. I love the Hoovy driver, the Michinoku driver. I love the 450. I loved all of that. Uh, Carlos Mendez says this is a master plan of Hoovy who put a poll up on who he should face. And Jericho won to promote the Super Hoovy Cup 2021. Uh, Alex, this is so cool. This is so great. Also, um, a little shout out to MJF for doing another punk tease by doing the beginning of the pipe bomb as the beginning of his promo says, Chris Jericho, as you lay there, hopefully in more pain you've ever been in your entire life here. And then I love that he starts off with that, but, but I love that he had it brought it back because they replayed that segment he had with Jericho. I don't know. What is it, a year and a half ago now? More, more than that. Um, where he's like, uh, uh, like uh, you were, you were conceived because your parents were watching too much uh, me versus who two Guerrera matches. Who the hell's who two Guerrera? Like Google it, kid. I did Google it, and guess who I found? Hoventude F and Guerrera. Like this is great. This is long term storytelling. That's all we ask for. This is so much long term storytelling because you get the long term storytelling of the rivalry between Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho, and Hoventude Guerrera going back to like what 1997 or whatever it was. I'm so in on getting to watch this match. It'll be great. It'll be such a wonderful shot of of, of nostalgia. I I'm, now I'm I am very curious as to what they do for four and five. Lance Storm I've seen predicted. Somebody's been saying like 
Ultimo Dragon. Like, there's just who who knows? Like, open up the the the, the multiverse, go out into another place, pluck somebody, and bring them back. Tony Khan's a, uh, Tony Khan is crazy. He'll find anybody he wants. Ken Shamrock. Out. They never had their match at Unforgiven 1999. Ken Shamrock left the there company. There you go. Ugh. Sawyer says, uh, JR called Stu Grayson underrated this week, so I'll forgive him for his gaffes. One day, Stu Grayson will have a showcase singles match on AEW Dynamite, and people will be just shocked. Kevin says, I like how Gage cut Chris Jericho's arm. First, to let everyone know the pizza cutter and everything wasn't gimmick. That was yeah. very, very yes. smart, uh, smart booking, I thought. And uh, Nikolai has sent along the graphic. It is a, an NWA World's Women's Championship Eliminator. Kevin Seat said it was for the NWA uh, Women's Tournament, which he had never heard mentioned before. The graphic says NWA Women's World Championship Eliminator, the Bunny versus Layla Hirsch. Well, I guess Empower just got a bit bigger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Jordan Scott says, last chat for me, fellas, but you think Paul White is the fourth labor in a tables match? Something I got to mention. In order to win the Hoovy match, he has to hit a right. match or has to hit a move off the top rope. So, okay. I don't know if he has to do it and then pin him. That wasn't necessarily clear. Or if he has to win with that move. I think I think he should have to win with the move. Otherwise, yeah. it seems kind of weird to like do it two minutes into the match and 15 minutes later, he pins him. So I have to assume it's a moonsault, but Jericho did once try a shooting star, broke his arm, and never did it again. I wonder if he goes for it just one more time. Nope. Nope. Don't, don't buddy, try it. Buddy, Liger, I think Liger <laughs> invented the move, and by like 30, he was like, I ain't doing this anymore. <laughs> Jeremiah says, I think doing a blood sport type match with Josh Barnett would be a cool match for Jericho. After what I saw with Wardlow and Hager, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. New Punk Rant says, I've been sending Hoovy Super Chats to Wrestle Talking Y'all for a year, I promise. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. Buddy, I know. I remember when people send us chats and they, they've got money attached to them, and you have. <laughs> I've been on some of those shows where you talked about Hoovy. I love it. I'm so happy that this is happening for you. This is like when I was a kid and Bip Roberts was my favorite player, but he's not anybody's favorite player. And I wake up on my birthday, Alex, I wake up on my birthday, which you know, Alex, is well yes. after the trade deadline. I do, it's a I month do. after. Yeah. And it says, Bip Roberts has been traded to the first place Cleveland Indians. And I said, what? That's what this is like for me. That's what this is like for, for new punk rants. Um, I'm so happy. Uh, Bip guys, Roberts. Bip, he was awesome. He Bip was awesome. Roberts. What a great blast from the past name, man. He, yeah. I mean, he's, he's great. He is great. Um, and so are all you people. This has been the, the biggest month in Fightful history. We thank you all so much. Please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Uh, but uh, I, I would really, really appreciate if you guys would leave us a thumbs up on this video, all that good stuff. Uh, we will probably have a new approach for Super Chats coming very soon. Uh, new Punk Rants asks if we think they'll use his WCW theme. Nope, I don't think they'll be able to. Uh, but Alex, we'll tell very the close. Yeah, Alex, tell the people what you got going on. You're doing Q&A for me this week, which I thank you for. Yes, I will be doing the Q&A uh, for FIFA Select this week to, to give you a break. Please don't ask me for any scoops. I am not the scoopster. 
I, I make I make the jokes. I put a I disclaimer. I said you guys probably shouldn't ask him about backstage news. <laughs> I'm like, I I could speculate if you want, yeah. but that's all. Um, I also uh, uh, host uh, the Sour, Sour Grab Show uh, twice a week uh, uh, for m- reviewing Raw and SmackDown um, uh, on Fightful Select, and I do the post NXT show. Uh, the NX the NXT show uh, not getting as much uh, engagement. Uh, as, as the, the most AEW shows, I wonder why. Could it be because? Could it be because the person who owns the company decided to bury the the entire brand on national TV? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Alex Sour Graps. Uh, I, I love to engage with the Fightful Faithful over on the Twitter. It's so funny because when we started this show and we moved it from the Wednesday Night War, we're like, oh, we'll keep it to a crisp hour. Now I enjoy eighty minute AEW reviews. Yeah. It's not a chore. Uh, Robert, what do you got going on? I'm here every day at Fightful, writing stories. I'm breaking news with Sean if Sean breaks news. And you can follow me on Twitter at DudeFelice to see where else I talk into a microphone, which I do quite a lot. Uh, Jeremy says, Jeremy Bauman says, Labor 5, Jericho versus Goldberg and Ralphus. I, I think, is Ralphus alive? I feel like Ralphus may. I feel like Ralphus might have died. Uh, yes, he did. Jericho said that he died in 2019. R.I.P. Ralphus. Until next time, time, guys, check out the distraction on Thursday. We are back here Friday. Uh, uh, big thank you to Rob Wilkins for specifying and for covering tonight until next time. We're out.